It is Wednesday, the 16th of December. Where are you? Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome to Back from the Brink. I am Todd Brinker, and I am right here. And my calendar says it's time to water the plants. So I have it I have it scheduled on my calendar. Every three days, I go out and water my outside plants during the winter. Uh, I do live in a desert, so during the summer, if I did it every three days, on the third day, I'd come out to a bunch of dried, dead things. But uh, during the winter, you don't want to overwater, don't want to cause the roots to get rotten. So every three days is good, and I will water my my peppers. I have some peppers, and I have a climbing vine that are still still going. I haven't managed to kill them yet. Um, so it's weird, you know, people talk about having a green thumb or having a black thumb or, you know, not doing well in in the gardening world. And I have at various times just grown things like crazy and then struggled. And, uh, recently I, I just can't, my, my, a lot of my plants are having a hard time. Um, but I did get a gross Michelle banana plant. Now, if you've never checked on the history of bananas, Gros Michel was the banana that you bought in the grocery store up until about the 1950s. And then there was a banana plague, and it killed almost all of the uh, production of Gros Michel bananas. And so the banana plantations in South America, that where we get most of our bananas, planted a different variety, which is what we now have in our stores. And there have been rumors that the Gros Michel was a creamier, sweeter fruit. But because they can't grow them in mass because of this banana plague, which apparently stays in the dirt, so if you plant them, they'll still die. Um, they, they, so you can't get them. Um, but there are people who who have plants, you know, that you can get, and they've kept them alive. So the the variety still exists out there. So I ordered a plant online, and I got this little like four inch high plant, and I planted it in my house, and I've got it growing in a pot. And when it gets big enough, I'll go plant it outside. But right now, it's about three foot tall. And it keeps growing, and it has leaves that come out that are, oh, maybe a foot long and, and a half a foot wide, big broad leaves coming off of it, and it's growing healthy. And I'm babying my little plant because I want to get at least one good uh, good uh, bunch of bananas off of it. I want some fresh, gross Michelle bananas. We'll see how they come out. So that's my goal. That's my plant. That's my baby. Uh, in fact, when I travel, I make sure I've got an auto waterer there to keep that plant going. That plant's going to grow. Uh but uh, one of the things I learned about banana plants is you just about can't overwater and you just about can't uh, over um, uh, fertilize. So I bought some banana plant fertilizer and uh, and I give it fertilizer and water every three days right now. And I'm keeping it going and watching it grow. It's fun because every so often a new shoot will come up and then it'll unfold and be a new big leaf. And so um, I will report back to the world on my gross Michelle banana Hopefully this summer when I have bananas to, to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. I like me a good banana. So, um, have you ever heard of a crocoduck? It's a fictitious hybrid animal with the head of a crocodile and the body of a duck. And uh, apparently, Kirk Cameron of uh, Growing Pains fame used the idea of a crocoduck to refute the idea of, of evolution. He says that uh, if evolution were truly something that happened, then we would see various combinations of different animals that have been created at times, and that we would have a crocoduck. And, uh, and of course, evolutionists go, well, you know, that doesn't actually fit with what evolution says. 
<laughs> evolution says that there are um, uh, a variety of different um, um, successful and unsuccessful variations of animals over a period of time. And if there ever was anything that was sort of crocoduck-like, that if it's not here now, then it wasn't successful and that we may or may not have evidence that it ever existed. I would point to dinosaurs. There are many dinosaurs that very much kind of fit into what a crocoduck is or what they're claiming it is. And so something such as a crocoduck did exist. And as a result of, of uh, evolution and or um, uh, the crashing of a giant rock into the planet, they no longer exist. But there are bones of things that are very bird-like that have very much crocodile-type heads on them. Um, and they're not hard to find. Um, so, you know, I would say, yeah, there is a crocodile. Um, but, uh, you know, anyway, the beat goes on, right? You're not going to tell somebody who believes something that, that they shouldn't believe in it because of something you made up and vice versa. You know, I mean, it's, if you're a creationist or a, uh, um, uh, evolutionist, you're going to believe what you're going to believe. And I don't think one is going to convince the other that they're right or wrong. Let's have Aaron join us. Hello. Hi. Have you ever heard of a crocoduck? A crocoduck? Yeah. Um, is that like a turducken? No, it's a fictitious hybrid animal with the head of a crocodile and the body of a duck that was proposed by Kirk Cameron as a reason, a way to explain that evolution is is a false idea. That if if evolution were truly uh, what was happening that we would have seen something uh, like a crocoduck out there that that you, that there would be animals that would be morphing into other forms over a period of time through natural um, uh, transitions that was his that's I, I his claim oh lord have mercy yeah he and ray comfort uh, who's an evangelist that he works with the two of them came up with this well, the crocoduck. Um, it, now, it, it's a theory. Well, I mean, is a platypus a crocoduck? Well, that's <laughs> it. You know, I mean, I, I wanted to, my, my thought was, have you not seen dinosaurs? They are very bird-like and have heads very similar to crocodiles in many cases. Um, I think the crocoduck probably has existed at some point in time. And either either uh, it, it, it was not a successful animal and 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 died out or was killed by a giant rock plummeting into the earth you know um and and subsequently the 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 duck ducks and the crocodiles survived but not the crocoducks and the platypus <sighs> yeah you know i mean you can call it whatever you want but i, I suspect that Platy you know you can go yeah <laughs> is it platypuses platypies yeah I, yeah I, yeah you know well, they have plat they have, have they have platypus Platyplippery um, in at the San Diego Zoo now. Oh, they're really so, fun looking. I mean, yeah, they're they're they're. You can watch them on the zoo cam. Close, yeah, they're cool. They're the only mammals that have um, a uh, venom. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you yes. can uh, you can you can look at them on the on the zoo cams. So if you can't go to the zoo. Go to the San Diego Zoo, as we've mentioned many times before, and you can you can watch the platypuses, platypi, the platypari. You know what's what more than one is? It's a it's a platyparty. There you go. That's right. But they don't have yeah. they can't they can't tap the keg. They don't have fingers. Yeah. They have flippers. 
That's right. Weird looking little dudes. <laughs> they are. They are. They're odd looking little creatures, but uh, but they get around okay. I watched the video um, uh, last time we were talking about the zoo stuff. I watched them for a little while. And they swim pretty quickly. They move through the water well. They they look sort of like an otter when they're moving around. Otters. They're my favorite. Yeah. Or one of my favorites. Yeah. So stinking cute. I didn't see them like rolling over and like eating off their belly like otters do. You know, otters go grab stuff and then they roll over onto their back and while they're floating around on their back they, they munch down. But uh yeah, otters are just adorable. <laughs> they are. They really, so. really are. Yeah, I don't know how I came up on the crocoduck, but uh somehow I did. <laughs> I was uh Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. There was a story on Newser about Kirk Cameron uh, protesting that uh, people uh, protesting the lockdown. And he and about 500 people went to a uh, mall in Thousand Oaks, locked arms, no masks on and said, you know, Governor, you're not going to tell us what to do. And the police came and said, you'd be better off if you put on masks and then left them alone. And obviously didn't get covered by much in terms of mainstream news because, you know, I found it in some obscure article on Newser, so. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's, um, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, as a Bible-believing Christian, um, I, uh, you know, I believe that the Bible is true the way it's written. And having said that, I'm not exactly, I don't know that I believe that it's a literal six days in which the earth and the heavens were created. So, you know, a day is like a thousand years, right? So, but even, even that, are you still there? Because I'm hearing I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to say that I, I don't get that. I don't understand it. And I'm not going to pretend that I, that I do understand it because I believe that if, if you believe that God created everything, and I do, and you believe that science is the pursuit of, of the truth wherever it leads you, right? You're going to take what you can verify and take it wherever it leads you um, to find truth. Uh, and that's really what science is supposed to be. Now, sometimes there are there are ulterior motives and biases and et cetera, et cetera, because human beings are human beings. But if you believe that all truth leads to God, then you have to believe that the earnest pursuit of scientific truth will lead you to God. And so if we're seeing things evolve, then we're seeing things evolve. It doesn't mean that, that God isn't, isn't real. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, all of if you believe in God, then you also believe that God created the laws of physics. And exactly. so the laws of physics state that, that, you know, certain things happen in certain time scales. And, you know, on an infinite time scale, anything can happen. And, and you know, we don't work on the same time scale that God does. And, uh, you know, uh, the the people who, who were uh, writing and or transcribing, depending on how you want to, to frame it, um, the, the words that went into the Bible, you know, put things in a, in a concept that they could understand as they wrote it down. Um, it doesn't mean literally, I mean, and there are those who can argue with me. They can say, yes, it literally means six days and it's six days, the way we think of days. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, you know, if you want to make that argument, fine, I'm not going to argue with you, but, um, uh, you know, cause that, that's a matter of faith. It's not a matter of, of, of anything else. And, uh, and I'm not going to argue a matter of faith because it's faith and it's your faith and my faith and they are what they are. Um, but, uh, you know, the idea that, um, that, that, uh, you know, 
everything in the Bible is everything that God is, that God explained it all in detail and that we should then there under, understand God is, is I think, on its face ridiculous. You know, it, there, are, there are levels that we are just not capable of understanding. And, well, uh, and, and science is the slow... Yeah, but science, as you said, is sort of the slow uncovering of an understanding of the creation of things, of the of the the the, the nature of everything, and uh, you know, yes. we we as 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 you know, mere human beings are are slowly digging our way through and understanding things, and it's it's you know surprising how many times we think we understood something and then you know science gets better or we get a little bit more information as we dig down a little deeper and we find out that oh hey wait a minute that's not the way it works we were wrong when we said x y and z it's 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 actually x y and and o and uh you know and sometimes that seems a little counterintuitive but we find you know proof that that's the way it is and we go oh okay so it works differently than we thought it did yep and you know yes and and even in reading scripture there there are there are things that i understand one way and then i read it again and at a different time and i see things that i didn't see before um mm-hmm. you know and so it, even even understanding beyond the creation story the bible is layered and so you know things can be taken and you know understood in different ways um and uh, not that you can make the Bible say anything. That's not true. But, uh, you know, I, I have different understandings and, and, and a changing, a deeper understanding each time I read it. Right. Mm-hmm. So and, and it's but and I'm not the only one. That's why there are people who spend their entire lives reading the Bible and studying the Bible. And, you know, that's yeah. that's just yeah. the kind of book that it is. And so the yeah. creation story, why would we believe that that would be any different? Absolutely. You know? Here's to the crocoduck. So. <laughs> uh, and anybody who spent any time around birds, oh yeah, they are dinosaurs. Yeah. Chickens, chickens are velociraptors, as far as I'm concerned. They've got that same personality. They are not nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think the velociraptors are like the 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 um um. I don't know the the term, but the the, the uh, hawks and the and the swifts and the eagles, the those the those um, yeah they're the raptors. owls, they're the ones that uh, are hunters and uh, and they yeah. are um, cold and <laughs> I mean they're they're like any they're like any um, uh, carnivorous animal out there, right? I mean they're hunters. Yeah. They 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 there's no you know pause to think about the feelings of the of the victim no it's like that's lunch and that's going to feed me and my kids i'm going to go get it yes so, <laughs> so it, those, that classification of birds is called they're called raptors and that's right the reason and and when i said you know chickens are raptors chickens have a lot of that same personality they're they're kind yeah. of they're merciless little creatures they're very tasty yeah. but they're they're yeah. uh merciless little creatures they're they'll my my brother had chick, had chickens and they didn't like one. You're a low man on the on the in the pecking order. They peck their eyes out. They yeah. you know they pull their feathers out. They like they'll, they'll, they'll gang up on one chicken and peck the chicken's eyes out and pull her feathers out and you know it is uh they're not nice. You know they are not nice. That's why you have cock fights because they're not nice. They will fight each other. Yeah, they're aggressive little. Aggressive little feathered things that are very, very tasty. Mighty tasty. I think 
like the big raptors. I think raptors are beautiful. Falcons and eagles and hawks mm-hmm. and um, ospreys and owls and all of those yeah. wonderful, Swifts. magnificent birds. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. they are um, um, a sight to behold for sure. Indeed. Absolutely uh, um, uh, majestic. But, uh, you know, just be glad you're not a small fuzzy creature or something (laughs) yeah because because uh yeah yeah really small dog um i probably 15 15 years ago ish uh remember um coming back from somewhere and had my daughters with me maybe they were coming home from school or something and maybe 60 70 feet away on our street a golden eagle landed and, and it stood next to a like a Toyota Corolla type car in the road and this bird could see into the car it was so tall standing there it was a huge bird and I think you know I've got relatively small dogs and um, that that bird could have picked up one of my dogs and flown away with it easily oh in a heartbeat yeah. Oh my gosh! Yikes! Yeah, or certainly I, I one of my been cats. In awe, oh, it was gorgeous! It was awe. gorgeous, and of course, this was like I said, 15 years ago, before we had a halfway decent camera on our phone or in our pocket. So you know, I was like trying to get th- think of how do I get a picture of this thing, and there was just a, you couldn't couldn't move quick enough because he didn't hang out there very long. So. Yeah. Ah, so. Yeah. So don't forget the great conjunction is coming. The great conjunction. Yes. Remember we've talked about it. Jupiter and Saturn are lining up. Hey, do you have oh, me on yeah, speaker sorry. or something? I am hearing myself when I speak with a delay, and it's it's very disconcerting. Or is it just Skype? Okay. Let's there fix it stopped. That. You know how it is when you, you hear yourself and then you hear yourself when you hear yourself and then you hear yourself say what you just said like a half second behind. It's it's like hello, 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 hello. Yeah. Yes. Well I was I was on the, I was driving and so right, I, was going I understand. My, my car and uh, I um I am now parked and it is not going through my car. Yeah. No, it has uh in the general, when you when we when we start the show in the past, that hasn't been the issue. That hasn't happened though, for whatever reason. It was you know Skype picked up on it today or something, but it was uh, it was a little weird. But anyway, yeah, we were talking about uh, the fact that um, that Jupiter and Saturn are basically going to be lined up uh, from the uh, Earth. We'll be able to look back at it and see uh, the two, uh, and they will be one of the brightest things in the sky because they uh, their their light will essentially have been combined. And uh, uh, it happens when they appear very close in the sky. The last time that Jupiter and Saturn were this close was in 1623, about 14 years after Galileo uh, was looking up in the skies with his telescope. And so, wow. Uh, yeah, and the last time they were um, uh, this close and visible to Earth was during the Middle Ages in 1226. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. So a um, good way to remember how far above the horizon to look up is it's about 15 degrees above the horizon or about the length of a thumb. 
Of course, I suppose that depends on your thumb and how far you're holding it from your face. But uh, if you hold your arm out at arm's length and then you figure the length of your thumb, that's about 15 degrees is what they're saying. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing it because it's, you know, that it's going to be like the Christmas star, right? I mean, that's that's what I'm, I'm excited to see. Mm -hmm. I hope there's no cloud cover. We may end up driving to the high desert to, to see if we could get um, a better view because they don't have as yep. much light pollution as we do in the city. And so, um, you know, that might be a fun outing on December 21st. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Monday, December 21st. It will, it also happens to be the winter solstice this year, which is kind of cool. So winter officially begins on 21st. So yeah, let's all go. We should, oh. it'd be fun. Yeah. So, um, imagine you're watching a movie, a blockbuster movie, and you see yourself caught on film. And you're thinking, well, I didn't get paid for that. <laughs> you see yourself on film. That happens to Robert De Niro all the time. <laughs> well, no, this is like you're in you a and Bobby. blockbuster film. Blockbuster right. film. So there was a businessman um, who argued that his reputation and business were damaged. Yeah, right. When his, prof when his photo briefly appeared in the movie The Accountant. So he's he's uh, from Morocco and he and he's suing for three hundred thousand dollars. That's not much damage. He must not have much of a reputation. <laughs> but it's only for would... a second. And he uh, he says that he was portrayed as a mobster, like he was a member uh, of the Gambino family or something. Well, if that was the, the case, Sopranos. then yeah, I think he probably has a case. But uh, if they used you know his picture without his knowledge or uh and and said that you know implied that that was a bad guy i i don't know you know don't know the specifics of the scene or how it was set up so um, the the film studio says well this guy had a mugshot or had a this picture was taken because the fbi um had issued an arrest warrant for him in 2004 for computer fraud and so it was uh -huh. that image that they used um uh, okay. In the, uh, is a mugshot a public movie. image? Well, and, and I shouldn't say that it's a mugshot necessarily. It says the photo was taken from an FBI, FBI arrest warrant, so it wasn't. A, it was for the for the warrant, like Bolo kind of a thing. But it wasn't a mugshot. Mugshot. I misspoke. So, um, you know, uh, well, the judge says that the claimant had failed to prove that he said oh, okay. The judge, who noted that the man had spent time in prison, said the claimant had failed to prove that he suffered financially from the use of his image, but it had still been used without his consent. And so because it was used without his consent, that um, he's still suing. Interesting. Interesting. He just For those money. who don't know, by the, the way, Accountant was a Ben Affleck movie uh, that also starred Anna Kendrick and J.K. Simons and... Uh, uh, a variety of other people, John Lithgow, Jeffrey Tambor were in it, Gene Smart. Um, so there's quite a few people in it. He plays a uh, uh, autistic um, guy who's a uh, an accountant. And he basically, he, he ends up in, in Leavenworth because uh, he uh, and his dad were in a fight, basically, and he gets arrested. And while in Leavenworth, he runs across a guy, Francis Silverberg, a made-up person who's apparently a Gambino family accountant, and he learns accounting from that guy. And so he basically becomes sort of like a uh, the guy you call when you need to have somebody take a look at your books to make sure you're not being cheated, but you don't want anybody to know, um, you know, that the, the books that you're looking at are basically sort of um, uh, 
would would put you in jail if they were made public. And so he's sort of a forensic accountant who goes through your stuff, but he's also the guy you call because you don't want anybody to know the nasty things you're involved with. And uh, he also happens to be just sort of a, a badass hitman at the same time. So cool. And he's autistic. <laughs> on top of that. Wow. So yeah, and there was there was some criticism about Ben Affleck's portrayal of autistic uh, people and the way they were portrayed in the movie, but. Uh, but overall, it wasn't too bad, actually. Um, well, you know what they say: if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Um, yeah. I haven't seen the film, but you know, there, there's not. There are some things that autistic people have in common, but but really, each person yeah. is an individual. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, so apparently, Spotify has uh, is going to be having a uh, podcast. They just inked a deal with. Uh, Prince Harry and, and Meghan Markle. So they're mm-hmm. going to have a podcast on Spotify. And I got to be honest, I'm curious. I really am. Because my impression is that that Harry has this really warm, affable, friendly uh, personality. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know much about Meghan Markle, but I have a suspicion that the British press was just horribly mean about her. So I don't trust what I have heard. Yeah. Well, and everything I've <laughs> ever seen that she's done, of course, she's an actress, so it's hard to to you know say what's her and what's acting and stuff the things that i've seen where she's been on like a talk show and stuff she seemed like a perfectly fine person i mean uh, you know nothing that stood out that she's like oh man she's she's kind of cold or anything like that it was like yeah she's like a nice enough nice enough woman and so um you know i i suspect that that she probably is like the rest of us she's got good days and bad days and sometimes she's really really nice and sometimes she can she can be angry and and not nice you know i mean she's a human being gosh imagine oh, yeah, that. she sounds pretty human to me yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I may have some interest in that, but I, I basically vehemently dislike the way Spotify is trying to to uh, wedge into podcasting and make podcasting not podcasting, but uh, but audio broadcasts through Spotify exclusively as opposed to uh, a podcast. In fact, I don't even want to call it podcasting. It's 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 audio broadcast through Spotify. Um, and I don't like that. How is that different from what these video streaming services do or what, um, you know, you, you uh, think about Sirius XM radio when they got Howard Stern after he'd been right. available to everyone. And it was the same kind of yeah. thing, isn't it? It absolutely is. And I have no problem with with somebody wanting to do that. And if somebody I mean, if somebody offered us a ton of money to go on on Spotify exclusively, I'd do that, too. Um, but it's. It's a decision. Well, I, I don't know. I would. I would certainly consider it. Let's put it that way. Um, I, I, you know, the the idea though. I, I like the idea of of podcasts in that podcasts. Uh, anybody with a microphone and and some recording equipment can record a podcast and put it on the internet, and anybody then can listen to it with any uh, software that they want to use. That there's lots of different ways to listen to it um, by going to a specific network and, and and running it through a specific you know piece of software. Then you have to go to Spotify to get it, and it's fine. It's just another. I, I don't want to see it be the demise of the open podcasting world is my only concern i think that it it will certainly exist just like right now if you if you buy a smart tv you can go to netflix you can go to hbo you can go to to uh you know any one of those networks um and or or you can go to youtube and watch stuff that people just make up and put out there on their own you know and that's fine and right now in the world of podcasting you don't have to be affiliated with any company it's sort of like the the YouTube of the you know of the world. You can you can create a podcast by uh, you know posting your stuff on a website and and 
putting yourself into the index that is basically managed by Apple for the most part right now. Uh, most people default to Apple's podcasting index, and once you indexed there, anybody can go search for you on any app and and find your podcast and listen to it. And uh, I just like the the openness and freedom of that, and I don't want to see that go away. Um, as long as uh, you know that still exists, then certainly you have the option of doing it any any way you want. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I listen, I prefer um, Apple Podcasts. That's my, and we've talked about this. That's my, that's the uh-huh. app that I prefer. Spotify is not good in podcasts because mm-hmm. you have to consistently tell you, tell tell it, like every time you use it for a podcast, you have to tell it how you want to listen to that podcast. It doesn't have settings that are fixed. So like yeah. I've said before, the one that I listen to is, is Dateline, um, which is really good because I like true crime. Um, but every single time I go, I, I open up the podcast, the Dateline podcast, I have to tell it that I don't want to listen to things I've already listened to. So, yeah. you know, I, that's ridiculous. That's dumb. Why don't, of course, I don't want to listen to ones that I've already listened to. Yeah, it's it's different than music. You don't want to listen. You know, in music, you, you may want to hear the same song over again. Yes. But in podcasts, very seldom do you want to hear the same people talking about the same thing more than once. You know, it, yes. it's it's just unusual in that way. And, and you know, I suspect that the people running Spotify's podcasting section will get better at that and they will make modifications and change the way that works. But part of it is changing the way that their software is structured. And that may, you know, just depending on how the software was written, that may not be something that's easily done. And so they may, they're, they're probably aware of the issue. Getting that changed without messing everything else up is is, you know, a dicey proposition because they can't go in and mess up the way the music playing works that's that's their bread and butter as they build out this you know this uh this talk radio format so it makes me wonder if they're going to develop a separate podcasting app yeah and they might because i I hear what you're saying and yeah i mean you listen to shuffled music all the time i do i mean everybody does right so you find a, a playlist or you develop a playlist that you like and you shuffle it and it's on like right now my thing I'm hooked on is like just acoustic guitar Christmas songs. And so I'm uh-huh. sitting there working, listening to um, uh, Christmas songs played with acoustic guitars. It's not, and, 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 and there are no vocals or anything. Um, and so I'm enjoying that. And so I wanted to cycle through, you know, I want it to, 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 to uh, I want to um, be able to listen to songs over again. Podcasts aren't like that. So like yeah. you said, yeah, it's just it's a different thing that you're listening to, and so that your behavior is different. And you know they'll figure it out. Um, and you know, and, and if they made it a separate app that that also could listen to just you know free over the you know uh, other podcasts as well, and so that you could you know listen to the exclusive stuff through Spotify, then I think they honestly I think that makes a lot of sense for them. There's a lot of people who would say, okay, I'll download the spot download the Spotify app separately. I think the reason they haven't done it separately though is that they're trying to get people in using Spotify both ways, you know, as a music player and as a podcast player. Um and uh and so they're trying to get people to do that. And and to be honest, history has shown over and over again when it comes to technology things that people will use whatever is available and 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 requires the least amount of effort to set up even if it's not a very good thing they will use it the first thing that they use because it's easy and i got it working you know and so if i'm listening to spotify and somebody says something about a podcast and on spotify i can find that podcast and listen to it right there in that app that i'm used to using then i will use that even though it's not very good at it i'll never forget when i was uh when i was first starting to work in technology i was a uh, technical support person for um uh the san Bernardino sun newspaper 
And uh, one of the guys in accounting called me and said, there's a problem. I'm writing a memo and it won't let me put any more text into my memo. And I don't understand what's going on. I can't make it work right. So I went up to look at what was going on and said, well, you know, what, how big is this memo? Well, the memo wasn't very long, but what it was is it was just the last few lines of the memo because he kept every memo he had ever had in uh, and, and just added on to the end of it. And so he would add on to the end of it and then and then uh, take that little piece that he had saved. And, and but he didn't want to get rid of all the old stuff. That's well, so then I looked. Weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very weird. Realized this was people were new to computers. And so they didn't trust things or they felt like somehow this was going to be safer. I would have all my history of stuff right there that I've ever sent in a memo. But then it got weirder. I go to look at what he's doing and where he's typing. And everything that he was typing was into a single cell on an Excel spreadsheet. And he had hit the <laughs> character limit. He was typing memos in an Excel spreadsheet. And back in the DOS days, Excel had the limit to an, the number of characters you could put into a cell on Excel was like 2,448 characters or something like that. And he was at 2,449 oh and couldn't type anymore. And I looked at that and went, this is a spreadsheet. And he goes, yeah. I said, you realize typing a memo is better off done in a word processor like WordPerfect, which you have right here on your computer. He goes, well, I don't know how to use that. I know how to use Excel. I was like, he says, Excel's got a spell check built into it. I'll just use Excel. And I said, well, if you insist on using Excel, maybe we use a different, uh, you know, a different cell. Uh, Turns out that that was actually, he had hit a hard limit for the whole file. So he had to close that file and, and put stuff into a new file. Or I said, if you, if you hit that limit in, in a single memo, then you need to go to two files or, let me show you how to use WordPerfect. It'll take three seconds. Um, now realize that WordPerfect was not the um, easy peasy word processor to use like we think of word processors today either uh, because the screen did not show the actual font sizes and, and, and colors and, and choices. There were, it embedded little codes. And so what you saw on the screen was just plain text. And then if you wanted something bold or something underlined, it didn't show that to you on the screen. It saw a character where bold started and where bold ended. It was very, very, very early days of computers. So, yeah, it was it was weird. But, um, yeah, to, it, I don't actually remember whether I ended up getting him to put it into Word or not. I think I did because he was basically it hit a hard limit. And so we copied the whole thing. And remember, copy and paste between files didn't work either because two different applications were running. You didn't have multiple applications running at the same time. So we had to close one application and start the other application. So copying and pasting, it was a bit of a pain. We had to save it to a, save the text to a, out to a text file and then import that text file into the word processor. And then he could finish typing his memo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I literally choked on my tears as I was laughing so hard when he <laughs> told me that... that you, a, you know, if he, I can't keep typing my memo, and then B, it's because it's in Lotus One Two Three. I said Excel. It was in Lotus One Two Three because this oh. is, you know, back in the day. So, in the so, spreadsheet, but you know, that's, to that's, to the man with a hammer, everything's a nail, right? That's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It's yeah. absolutely hilarious. To the um, accountant with it with a spreadsheet, everything's a spreadsheet. Well, I used Lotus 1, 2, 3 way back in the day, and I didn't, I mean, it was fine, 
but Excel yeah. is a beautiful pro product. I think Excel yeah. is is my favorite, like a software program. Excel is amazing. I love Excel. Yeah, yeah. Excel. Uh, the thing is, remember when Excel first kind of came on the scene, and Lotus was the spreadsheet that everybody used. That yes. the reason that it, everybody switched to Excel wasn't that Excel was so fantastic. It was that that happened to uh, that that coincided with the advent of Windows and Excel had an interface designed to work in that graphical environment with a mouse and 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 one two three was slow to make that transition it was a dos application and it eventually they had a windows version but it didn't work quite the same it it it, it didn't follow the same conventions that everything else in windows did things worked differently it, it, it they wanted it to work more like one two three used to work when it was not a windows app and so by by trying to not um very too much from what people were used to as a DOS app. It didn't fit into what was a window, what was supposed to be a, a Windows app. It wasn't didn't function normally, and that was the death knell of one two three because everybody went, well, this other app does everything that does, and it works the way Windows is supposed to work. And, and it so, shipped on my PC. Yeah, and I, so I got it with it, it loaded on there already. Yeah, so uh, it Microsoft just it became that a lot back in the day. Yeah, yeah, they got into a lot of trouble for it, and obviously it hurt them terribly, right? They're what, like the third largest company in the world, something like that. Um, so, yeah, it, um, you know, it was it was weird times, but it's yeah. Lo I agree. I think Excel is 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 a, an exquisitely well done program, and to this day. You know, there's lots of alternatives and people use Google Sheets for school and stuff. You go into an accounting department in any business anywhere in the country, your accountants are using Excel. Yes. Yeah. Google Sheets it doesn't come close. I, I yeah. Apple Numbers, I uninstalled it because I hated it. Excel is a yeah. beautiful program. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and if you're used to the way it works when you switch to any of the others, you go, hmm? The, the, yeah. Why does it do that? I don't understand. That, yes. No, no, no. It's like fingers on a chalkboard, right? And so you go like, no, just put my Excel back here and make, make my life normal because I, I can't deal with this. That said, I know that there are things that some of those products do, like, you know, the Google Sheets is makes it much easier to share a, a spreadsheet with somebody. If you have a simple spreadsheet, um, that's that's a better way to share data and have multiple people inputting. It, you know, But if you're going to do anything complex at all, any kind of, um, um, you know, fancy calculating in the background or anything that Excel just is far superior. Um, uh, the um, uh, numbers through um, uh, Apple's uh, office tools um, has a better function for handling dates and timeline. Not time, but but timeline. Like something took an hour and you want to, you know, add and subtract time. It's like if you... If, as a swim coach, I very often want to log times for for my athletes, ah. and then, and and they have they handle that better. But the rest of the interface is is, is painful. Yeah, I, so. I I found it ex extremely frustrating, and I thought, well, yeah. great. Then if if it if it takes the place of Microsoft, then I don't have to pay the monthly subscription for Office, right? Because Excel is yeah. really the reason why I do it. Because uh, you know there are other word processors like yeah, Google mm -hmm. Google. Um, uh, Docs. Uh, Docs, sorry, um, it's fine, but um, it's not as good as is Word, but it's fine. But it, yeah. the the functionality of uh, of numbers of Apple numbers just wasn't it just wasn't like Excel. Excel mm -hmm. can do so many wonderful things that you know I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. 
I agree. And and even even when you go to the word processors, you know, Word is still the standard over Docs and Pages. And I know a lot of schools are using Docs because they, you know, Google made it cheap and affordable for schools, and so kids, you know, they, there's a lot of people who are growing up learning to use Google's tools. Um, yes. Well, because they have Google yeah. Classroom, and that all integrates. Right. Right. When you get to, um, wh- however, I, I suspect when those kids get to college, they're going to find that, that that you know you'll use Google Docs when you're doing you know shared work with you know group work that that kind of thing. It works really well for that. But if you're doing your own thing, a lot of times, especially if you're going to take get a degree in accounting, you're going to have Excel on your machine. Yes, you um, are. You know. Yes, you are. And you so. can do a whole lot more formatting. And there's it's if you're writing yeah. a large paper, you may do the shared work um, on in Google, but you're going to download yeah. it and format it in Word. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know the um, the uh, when it comes to uh, the the spreadsheets and stuff, the online things, you can even with a Chromebook these days, you can use um, Microsoft's Office 365 is available as an online uh, application yes. as well. So you can use Word and Excel in the cloud, and you don't even have to download it on your machine. So you still can use it even if you're using a Chromebook. So you can run it out of a browser if you wanna. So lots of different ways to do stuff these days, but uh, it's funny that I think that's still a uh, um, pretty solid cash cow for the Microsoft people is that that move in fact you know they've they've moved away from even windows so much as the but they they really haven't moved away from selling office office is still a real solid solid seller for them you know that was a well done thing and so speaking uh, you know, of moves <laughs> yeah speaking of moves you know we've heard that um, that Trump is going to move to Florida and live at Mar-a-Lago turns mm-hmm. out he can't do that the um, the community has a has an HOA, and there are rules about uh, the kind of domiciles, kind of uh, well, like any HOA, there are rules about living there. And apparently, he turned Mar-a-Lago from a residence into a country club, which means that nobody can live there for um, uh, a, a period longer than. Uh, hang on, I'll tell you what it is. 130. No, no, no. It's less than 130 days. Um, and so. Uh, so his neighbors are saying, no, you can't, uh, you can't live there. So we're not going to let you live there. And then he would have to petition for it to be considered a home again instead of a, a country club. Um, and uh, I don't think he, I don't think they're going to let him do it. So he's going to have to find somebody else somewhere else to live. Yeah, he'll move in, say it's for 160 days, and then when 161 rolls around, he's going to say, "What are you going to do? Evict me? Go for it!" <laughs> and he'll fight him in the courts. Maybe you know the Maybe. Donald. He's going to do what he's going to do what he wants to do. That's so, true. but yeah, that's interesting. That I, and I'm sure he he had it switched from uh you know being a uh, primary residence to a, a country club because he could save on taxes by doing that. And so I'm sure that you know you know how he were you know he I mean we we shouldn't be surprised to any of us right now. You know he he mo- he made the change because it saved him some money, uh, yes. or allowed him to block others building you know. Uh, around the property you know i mean i'm sure he did it because there was a reason to do it and now he wants to undo it not for everybody just for him so So, and i gotta tell you and i was wrong 130 days is how many days he spent there um uh during his presidency each year Mm. but but Uh, because it's a resort he can nobody's supposed to be there longer than three weeks ah so he can go visit yes but he can't stay there fat chance though right I, believe, yeah. I I think that uh, Trump doesn't ask permission for anything. So um, right, 
Yeah, that's uh, my I, feeling. I, I is think he, you. Yeah. He, well, or you know, he'll move in and uh, and then you know, once every two weeks and six days, he'll he'll leave for a little while. You know, <laughs> it's like okay, I left. Now I'm back, and I left, right. and now I'm back. You know. Well, maybe Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein's island is for sale. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Just go live on an island. Have his own island. I'm have surprised he doesn't island. have his own island already. That's so. true. Except that you know he does. He I think he he likes having people around him because that way he can talk and have he likes an audience. He does. He you definitely know? likes an audience. He likes an audience, and so whether he's. You know, I mean, he, he has his Twitter audience, but I think, he, you know, even while he was president more than any other president, he would go out and do what was almost the same as his his um, uh, uh, when he was running. You know, he would go out and hold rallies and stuff just to be able to stand up in front of a lot of people and hear their cheers when he talked because he likes he likes that. He likes and, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So does he go so, on a lecture circuit? Are people? Yeah. Once every, once every three and... weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think three weeks is a little, I mean, you know, people, some people, especially if you're, if you are somebody who can afford a resort, um, uh, you know, that they, that they would stay longer than three weeks, right? They would be snowbirds. They would, you know, come down for a full season and then back to their mansion somewhere else. Yeah. And my guess is that he and and many others have continued to do that in Florida and nobody enforces the rule. And so, um, I suspect that. You know, I mean, like you said, there are wealthy people who said, well, you know, it's cold and snowy in New York and or Chicago or wherever, you know, I have a residence that maybe is my air quotes prime residence or primary residence. But, uh, you know, they'll they'll go live where the weather's nice, go sit on a beach in Hawaii for a while. Except that, you know, Trump Trump won't go to Hawaii because he doesn't believe Hawaiians are Americans because, you know. Obama, so so he doesn't go to Hawaii. He goes to Florida. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, Maisie Hirono, I'm not sure she's she's uh, from this planet. She's a little crazy. She would be their senator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, I I was born in Hawaii. Be careful. You're treading on thin ice there. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my so favorite places that? in the world. I love Hawaii. It is your happy place. It, it, it is, is absolutely happy. my happy place, and and uh, and uh, you know we went uh, last time we were there. We were there with you and Tobin, and and it was a fantastic, fantastic vacation. Um, it really was. It really, yeah. really was. Spent the entire time on the Big Island, um, and uh, and absolutely loved that place. In fact, uh, uh, we were just talking the other day. It's like, why didn't we just you know schedule like some vacation time there? You know, if we're going to go somewhere, you know, even if you're right. locked down, I wouldn't mind being locked down and looking out my window. I was looking at pictures that we took when we were there at the last vacation out the window. And I'm like, yeah, I can be there. I'd be perfectly happy to be locked down there. That's I'd rather look out that window than the window I look out every day. You know, exactly. So anyway, so, we got to wrap it up as you were as we you were alluding to there. Thank you all so much for joining us. It is Wednesday the 16th, and we will see you tomorrow. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody.